Welcome to Deep Defiance, your podcast for deep thinkers, movers, lovers, and believers, with your host, me, Sousa Octaviano. Hello, people. Okay. And welcome to Deep Defiance episode one. This is a, I want to say a long time in the making, but more like long time idea in the back of my head and a kind of short time in the making. When I have an idea, I kind of run with it. Um, the first episode of Deep Defiance is, is a piece of my heart. It's you and I having a cuppa. It's you and I closing our eyes and dropping into our being soulful hearts. It's also just having a bit of a yarn. Now, I want to talk about what deep defiance is for me and what it may be for you. So deep defiance is a vocal space whereby the transmission is about those who live deeply, right, and who resonate with the energy of I am going to do things differently in this world because those rules do not work for me. Those rules do not work for me. And that is a-okay. Now, I have compiled a list of People I would love to interview, they're my manifesting list. And it's funny how some of those people have come to fruition already. So I'm so excited to share the interviews with you. But when it comes to the solo riffs, the monologue style, I will share with you how I choose to defy my own personal odds, the odds that maybe we're complacent with life. And it's a little bit of a poetic piece and who knows what you will get from it. But I want you to feel like it is possible for you to defy the odds too. Because it is. It absolutely is. And... I know I used to feel very contained and limited by my own ideas of how I should have been. And now I have the grace of learning along the way that I don't have to. Now I'd love to begin a lot of these with a bit of grounding, a bit of a medi because that's just the way I do things. <laughs> and it feels really natural for me. Uh, what is meditation? All right, what is that? Now, meditation to me is the way that I listen to spirit, the universe, but it's also how I cut through my bullshit, so to speak, to cut through the fluff that goes on 
when I think too much. When my cortisol levels are high, right, this is how I sustainably manage them in the long term. And meditation has such ancient roots that how could it not be a solution to to when we feel things that we normally want to ignore? So unless you're driving, close your eyes with me and we're going to just keep it simple. Take a deep breath. If this is your first one today, really enjoy it. Notice where your clothes touch the skin. Notice if you're ignoring your heartbeat, bring it in. In today's meditation, I invite you to bring in the quality of timelessness. How would it feel to be timeless, infinite, and all realities, past, present, future, in one place? Everything and nothing, the same side of the coin, and yet so very different. Feel into the center, the pit of your belly. anchoring of your base and into the center of your head. And from here, remember that you are everything and anything you want. And you can defy all the odds. Slowly coming out. So there we have it. Timeless. What does it mean for us to imbue the quality of timelessness in our lives? To have something last now, this is something that actually blows my mind. It blows my mind that there is something that you can create and if it does well enough, it will continue to have an impact. This thing, this person, this idea, this quality, if it is timeless, right, how does it continue to do so? 
So timelessness for me is a really, really important quality of defying the odds because although everything is possible and nothing at the same time lasts, if I'm going to make a lasting impact or if this thing that I'm doing is going to have a lasting impact, there has to be a quality of relevance. For me, I want my work to be relevant, but also not just to, it's not to many people always. Maybe the way I hold my lover's hand feels timeless. Do you see what I mean? Maybe the way I said that thing to the stranger is, is carried with them. You know, I said that one thing that made them feel valued. Or let's flip it. Maybe there was that thing that someone made you feel valued and it stuck. Now, the reason I was inspired by the concept of timelessness is there's this thing going around at this time that the podcast was released and it's about the 10-year challenge. <laughs> now, if you... Uh, if you, if you, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, if you could be happy, if you were a part of the challenge is what I'm trying to say. If you're a part of the challenge and, and if you kind of open up the graphic to this, you'll see that that photo I have for this first episode is actually my 10-year challenge. I couldn't find many photos uh, that were A, were appropriate, but also B, that just kind of made me go, okay, what does this say? Now, the 10-year challenge, I think, is a really interesting uh, phenomenon of our modern society and a little, little pocket of pop culture because we're so obsessed with comparison. You know, we're so obsessed with comparison, comparing ourselves to who we were in the past, comparing ourselves to who we will be, and comparing ourselves to other people. But let's just humor the 10-year challenge for now, and let's look at it. So looking past at my 10 years, what has stuck and what hasn't? I look at that photo, and I get a little nostalgic. I go... While so much has changed, I go, I was a bit of a baby. I think I had just finished high school then. Oh, I was in year 11. Yeah. Who did I know? I think I was still living at my parents. I think the difference is I have a way better relationship with my parents now than I did back then. <laughs> And timelessness in 10 years, that's such a short span of time that feels like a lifetime. Do you see how the themes of overlapping and spiraling of timelines is part of timelessness? So I wasn't going to partake in this 10-year challenge, but for this podcast, I thought it was appropriate because look how far you've come in 10 years' time. 
how far I may have come in 10 years' time. Now, I want to bring it back to you because you might have partaken in the challenge and looked at the picture and compared it to a picture of you now. But let's look beyond the physical features because that's what I'm more interested in. I'm more interested in what the 10-year becoming has been like. We get so obsessed with having things done so quickly, so shortly, and the finished product needs to be this, growth or return on investment needs to be this, and yet there's something so satisfying with going, wow, in 10 years, although, actually, not although, uh, in 10 years with everything, this is how I've grown, this is who I've become, this is what I've battled to get here, and this is what I'm choosing to put my energy into now. The energy of defiance is about looking at the way we evolve of what doesn't suit and going, I'm choosing to look and behave in the way that impacts my society in a really powerful way. Sometimes I look at defiance as a little bit naughty. Was in what was I? How naughty was I in those ten years? You know, where did I break the rules in those ten years? You know, um, or sometimes I look at my defiance in the last ten years and I go, "Wow, I really followed my heart. I really chose my soul." Or I really chose to defy that thing that if I chose my mind or reason, it wouldn't be defiance at all. It would be heartbreaking. Let that sink. What is true defiance in timelessness? Is it the stories that anchor you in safety? Or is it actually saying yes to yourself? Because that's really what I want to explore. Deep defiance by surface, by the surface, looks like defying the odds because that's the structures. But when we're timeless and when we commit, it's actually the most important part of our work. Aha. Pretty cool, huh? So what have the last 10 years looked like for me and how could they have changed the landscape? How have they changed your landscape? And how has the landscape of the 10 years, even on social media, how we've become more affluent and influential in this space? And how can our creations, when... It feels like everything is moving so fast. Not feel like it's coming onto quicksand, but really earthing and planting a seed and watching that evolve and grow into a tree. Well, really, it takes, it takes commitment to watch that. 
it takes a lot of courage to grow that. And when I looked at my 10-year challenge, I looked at her and and so I'm going to start getting a little personal now. This is a little scary. Oh, bless me. <laughs> 10 years ago, my 10-year challenge, um, I was just finishing high school and I was really convinced, you know, that I was going to move to Melbourne and great, you know, and, and I would have my life pretty much cookie cut it out for me. I had applied to do journalism and business at a university called Monash over there and I had got in and I thought, cool, go to uni and I hated my degree classic and it's funny that that was the structure that I thought in itself would had withstand the test of time that type of schooling the type of education and I hated it right but it's funny I'm hosting a podcast now and when I was like eight seven I had wanted to be my a news anchor, so to be hosting this podcast is, a, again, another time loop. And then when I changed my degree, I decided to finish and commit to Urban Regional Development International Studies uh, in an arts degree. So I've always been really, really interested and put a lot of energy into world affairs, into seeing the way society evolves and how I could be a part of that. But I found that even during my time at university and as I started to have internships, I was like, wow, I'm just trying to change everyone else around me without seeing what really needs to happen inside first. So that was a really, really shaky wake-up call. When you look at your 10-year picture, right, what narratives are influencing the decisions and the behaviours that you're making? And... When I looked at that, I was like, wow, I was really governed by needing to have my worth, right? Needing to have my worth uh, put to scale on how much good I was doing in the world despite how I was feeling inside. Hashtag martyrdom (laughs) 1.0. Wow. So that was something that was really clear to me that was not working. It wasn't working. And how I came to yoga was a really, really, it was kind of by accident, you know, and I look at yoga as one of the most timeless practices that happens to evolve in its own right, either through masters or through teachers or their students, right? We're looking at the micro and the macro, As a philosophy, yoga and meditation, right? Meditation has very, very different roots. But if we're going to look at yoga as a modality in in its Vedic roots, right, based in India, it has 
such a sustainable sustainable way of of having its message spread because it's got to be an experience felt right that's how it's become timeless so okay cool got me thinking how do i imbue that own that same timelessness in who i want to be who do you want to be what's that same timelessness what are you creating So I got to yoga through wanting to explore that realization I had that changing myself or accepting myself in the end is what it came to. But it did start as I needed to change who I am. This isn't okay. Who I am is not okay. And that's how it started. But it's when it has it's evolved, the true message of yoga has really come to light. Now, you don't even have to be a yogi, right, to understand or even to enjoy this podcast. That's That was just my first kind of, okay, wow, things are really, really shifting in what I believe to be true and what I believe to be not true. And what used to be, to be a good person, I had to finish uni and do this and serve my life in service of others while martyring my joys. That was an old paradigm, basically, that I used to live by. And when I realized that this paradigm no longer worked, I had to dig so deep inside to find the courage to walk away. To walk away. I mean, look, I look at the last few years even and how much it's changed. To stay relevant, it isn't about having your finger on the pulse and everyone else's pies. Staying relevant is actually going, am I committed to inspiring myself? Am I committed to contributing to my own self-discovery? before I put anyone else's plate over mine. Hmm. It makes me wonder. It really, really makes me wonder if the concept of the 10-year challenge was meant to provoke anyone as deeply as that or whether it was just truly you know, for people to go, oh, look, this is how much I've aged. Because even the concept of aging has transformed for me. I, the idea of getting wiser through my practice or through doing hard things is kind of exciting. While the concept of beauty and aging, the way that's transforming for the mass media is alarming, right? And so how do we shift our own internal culture? How do we shift the culture of the community that's around us so that it is matching what's inside without us trying to control everything? And I think if we're really imbuing timelessness into our lives, it's not about having everything perfect or having all our multiple ducks in a row, (laughs) 
because that hasn't been what's provided me the most growth. Not at all. To be timeless in business, in personal, in love, in relationships, in friendships, and even in our simple joys, we have to defy the negative thought that just because something changes doesn't mean it's going to be shit, (laughs) that it's going to not go away and make it for the worse. We have to defy the fact that in order for something to be timeless, it's not about us. Yes, on the contrast, we have to serve ourselves and feel that meaningful and powerful, I deserve this, this is what my internal terrain is. But it takes a community, right, to feel that impact. It takes people truly tapping in, truly saying yes. So over the next few years, rather than being my own sense of timelessness, I looked at that photo and I went, she has no idea what's going to arrive and where she's going to be at. That girl thought she was going to have an office job slash traveling the world, uh, trying to save the world. (laughs) And now I look at where my journey is and I go, oh, not only do do I get to save and accept myself, but I get to bring people on a journey with me. And that is a freaking honor and a joy. I could have never thought that this is what it meant to defy the odds for my life and how it could influence and affect the lives of others. The concept of time, of something to exist in the construct of one point in a moment to another point, used to baffle me. How do we go from nothing to having something? How do I go from being confused to being more wise? How do I go from being a beginner to a master? It's that consistent showing up. Mastery doesn't just happen. We know that. And I feel like that's the other element of timeless. Timelessness is that there is mastery amongst the situation. There is mastery that is a part of this evolution. If 
If I had subscribed to the negativity, or worse yet, to listen to the stories that I'm not enough, or I'm just as unworthy as I thought I was. What would that have actually done? Does this sometimes play out in your life? I'd love to know. How do you? How do you? How do you stop the procrastination? How do you stop the overwhelm? Or how do you stop the avoiding? Well, it comes back to timelessness, you know. If we, if we actually truly believed in what we were doing or truly felt nourished from what we were doing, then we, the avoiding is, is more about why are we not, why are we trying to alter the simple state of our emotions when all they need is love, care and attention? Why do we do that? Being timeless as a concept what, for this first podcast episode was a bit tricky in that I didn't expect for it to be something that I was so passionate about because the timelines of healing, the timelines of creativity, the timelines between two people, they're all cognizant and dependent on the perspective of who's reflecting, of who's receiving, and what's currently going on in the internal terrain of that person. Hmm. How is that? How is that for you? Now, if I asked you in person, not that that matters, but if I walked up to you down the street and I just went, what's had the most biggest impact? What's had the biggest impact that it's felt timeless in your life and essential what would that be? So go into that. Go into that. And what is that feeling? What was it that had such a significant impact on your life that even to this day you are practicing that, that you are using that? So timelessness, right? If you can see that there's something that has stuck that you so deeply respect that over 10 years ago that it's stuck now and you enjoy it, what about the things that you don't enjoy? Because, babes, I reckon we, there's some things that the feedback loop that you're like, far out, how do I still do this? How is this bad habit still there? 
you know, I spent years avoiding what I was feeling, avoiding who I truly was, avoiding what I wanted to do. And I'm, I'm super passionate about the, the numbing culture that doesn't need to exist but does. I'm super passionate about the numbing culture that seems to be celebrated that doesn't need to have a hold over our lives. And yet why is it, why is it that more and more people these days, younger and younger people these days are numbing themselves? Be it alcohol, drugs, social media, TV, relationships. That's another loop, you know. Maybe you're looking around and you're like, wow, I don't want to be dating the same person anymore or maybe it's a different person but it's the same story. And maybe it's the same story that you no longer want to follow. Uh, And it takes courage to change that. It really, really freaking does. And look, I commend you for looking back at your 10 years and going, all right, there's some good here because sometimes we look back and going, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. So how can we look with efficiency so it doesn't have to repeat itself? So it doesn't have to create more pain. So the 10-year challenge was pretty cool, right? You can look at more. The past. And look how it's affected where you are right now. But... That's okay if you're not happy because everything exists in the very moment that you are in it. It does take a choice. So let's have some fun then. For the rest of the podcast, let's look forward. Let's fast forward for our next 10 years. Because for me, when I look forward, it excites me. It scares the crap out of me. But more than anything, and go far out. Look at the possibility here. Okay. Let's look at the possibility here. Let's look at that. What, what, what happens? What happens when you look forward and rather than rush to what you need to get done, what if you spread it out? in the 10 years. Now, Peter Kelly talks about this in her book, uh, Earth is Hiring. About rather than rushing to your next thing and getting it all done, what if you had 10 years to get it done? What if you had 10 years to get it done? 
rather than trying to compress your growth. How much of a breather would you have? How much less pressure would you be putting on your partner? How much more beauty would you be seeing in your life? How much more would you smile? How much more would you laugh? How much more would you cry? How much more would you allow yourself to feel the full spectrum of life? For me, timelessness, sure. We can get airy-fairy and go, what is time? Where does it exist? Or look at what it actually means within that infinity. That we do live in a construct that invites us to pick and choose parts of our story, parts of our behavior, and be more effective. It's interesting, as I'm recording this episode, my beautiful partner has walked in, and I'm just staring at him going, wow, you know, to, 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 to witness my evolution and to have my belief to have his belief in me, that in itself feels timeless. We can feel other people's timelessness through their presence. He looks a little bit like a lion. Now, maybe you're sitting here or doing your house chores or on your way to work or something and kind of like none of this none of this is something that I've chosen and there are some things that I'm sure that suck the beautiful thing is that Brené Brown has says this that if we're really really willing to be vulnerable then we were surely no heartbreak because in that willingness to be vulnerable to look at what your current situation is and be honest then you will know that some things for you just aren't working and that in the continuum that you are in You don't want to continue that loop before, but that lesson can be learned. And that that lesson doesn't have to be the continual loop of pain. Now, honeys, whether you are in business, whether you work for somebody, whether you do Uh, whether you are a mother at home, like whatever you do, the impact that you are creating on your inner being and your family and your community, that is the most impactful work that you have right in this very second is how you are managing the stories that are keeping you 
in fear, in scarcity, in lack, in devaluing your impact. I'm just going to say that again. Stop devaluing your impact. Simple. That ain't regal. That ain't timeless. That ain't helpful. It's just a no-go zone. Now, maybe some people have some questions on why I've chosen timelessness as my first topic or how I feel it is relevant. For me, the timelines or the wisdom that I've chosen to speak about sure have come a little bit through from experience on how these have been translated from my heart from different masters. But for me, I genuinely feel that in the ripples of time that we have with each other, the lives that we get to experience, whether it's through the digital world that we live in, or maybe it's just that person that's sitting next to you on the bus. I wholeheartedly believe that everyone is this, is part of a netting, you know, is part of a netting. And your individuality, my individuality, and our community's individualities, when they come together and go, okay, this is what I'm not good at. This is what I am good at. This is what I am evolving into. This is who I'm becoming. Then there's also a sense of acceptance within that framework. For me, I've had to accept the mistakes I've made, for example. For me, I've had to accept that I have such deep rooted behaviors or thinking patterns that in order for me to move forward in my life, there are some things that I just cannot engage in. And with joy now, I see how much pace that has made for made room for in my life. Now, I don't see any of this as a limitation. I don't see the time that I have decided to carve out in, for example, creating this podcast has involved me saying a lot of no's. The time that I have carved out to make time for my doTERRA business has involved me saying a lot of no and yes to many things. The time that I've carved out to say yes to my body, to my breath, when that was the scariest thing that I could feel. To have hard conversations with loving eyes. What does timelessness mean to you? Sure, we can look back at 10 years and go, wow. And even look forward and go, wow. I mean, who knows? Maybe in 10 years' time, none of you will remember me at all. But this isn't for that. For me, the true value of timelessness is seeing how 
in that fleck, it mattered. Just like you. Amongst all the billions of people, there's only one you. Even twins aren't born at the same time. Right? Even with identical DNA, they're not born in the exact same moment. So as your soul has reincarnated, you, in this very moment, are timeless. And that is where I'm going to leave you today. I hope that in my search for connection, timelessness, in defying the rush, defying the culture of busyness, we can feel that the efforts that we put our energy into be a little more timeless, be a little more purposeful. So this was your first episode of Deep Defiance. I really hope that you have felt my heart in this, maybe my voice shake a little. And although she's a little raw and I'm still learning the whole technical side, that you can forgive that and Feel and listen between the lines, between the words, because this podcast isn't just about me. It's about how you're receiving it too. Especially as this is the first episode, really look forward to to you sharing some reviews, sharing and subscribing and taking a time out for deep, defying with me. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And there you have it, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Deep Defiance, your podcast hosted by Sousa Octaviano. Now, this is a very humble, humble operation by me. And If you enjoyed what you listened to, it would help spread the word by subscribing, leaving a review, and even better yet, share it to your social media platform that you adore. Because together we can affect change, defy the odds, and build communities that thrive.